0: My husband Don and I lived in Stockholm for the first two plus years of our marriage. It was a spectacular adventure. We arrived in July to what felt like nearly endless daylight and shiny, happy people. It felt like something out of a movie. Well, Summer turned to fall. And fall turned to winter. And this Florida-born girl was completely unprepared for the change in weather, the change in the people, and the light. Smiles were less at the ready. There was no shiny happy going on. And if you didn't get outside for a few hours of what was essentially dusk, you got no daylight at all. And I know that from personal experience because I was teaching in an international high school in an interior classroom. I walked to and from school in the dark and I realized I had to run outside in those four to five minutes between classes if I wanted to see any light at all. I have never been so tuned in to light, both natural light and that which is created. My friends, there is a reason that your Ikea store has an entire football field worth of candles for sale. (laughs) For Swedes, creating light is essential to mood, to ambiance, To happiness. In the deep darkness of winter, we crave light. And in the deep darkness of our lives, we crave light. In today's gospel reading, we hear much about light. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we meet John the Baptist. Not so in the Gospel of John. Yes, he is a baptizer, but his primary role is witness. And he is not the one who baptizes Jesus in this Gospel, but he does fittingly bear witness to the event. And interestingly, in this fourth Gospel, Jesus' baptism is not what propels Jesus into ministry. That is done by his mother Mary at the wedding at Cana. How perfect to consider on this Sunday when we heard the Magnificat. John, the witness, is not the light. He points to the light. John testifies to the light coming into the world. He is a human witness to a cosmic event. And John's witness lends credibility to Jesus' ministry and to this Jesus movement. In this gospel, witness is the beginning of faith. And the words witness and testimony appear over 50 times. So clearly, this is no small matter to this gospel writer. John, the witness, was finding that there was a great deal of confusion about who he was. Was he the one about whom people had heard? The one for whom people were waiting Jewish priests and Levites from Jerusalem were sent to ask him, Who are you? We often think of this gospel as the I am gospel, where Jesus is so clear about his identity through numerous I am statements. The vine, the bread, the good shepherd, the great I am. John the witness riffs on that by proclaiming an answer to them who he is not. Who are you? I am not the Messiah. Who are you? I am not Elijah. Who are you? I am not the prophet. And knowing who you aren't, is often a good first step to knowing who you are, isn't it? And a way of pointing to who is. John is not Jesus. For example, I I know this may come as a bit of a shock to you all, but, but priests are not Jesus either even though every search committee ever has been trying to find him and hire him. (laughs) The church is not Jesus either. We are not Jesus, we are not saviors, we are not infallible, and we are not omniscient. So please remember that when you need us, because we can't just know it. It has been said that one of the costliest mistakes the historic church, capital C Church, has made is to claim identities, powers, and privileges that don't actually belong to us. Who are you? There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. John identifies himself by his relationship to the light, to Jesus. Can we identify ourselves as intimately? That is our calling too. The calling of each and every one of us by virtue of our baptism to point to Jesus, to be witnesses to the light, to testify to the inbreaking of the light into the personal darkness in our lives and into the collective darkness in the world. John's witness reverberates across time. Do our lives witness to the light of God? Because God has also sent us to be witnesses. There was a woman sent from God whose name was Katie. Can you put yourself in that sentence? She came as a witness to testify to the light so that others might believe through her. She herself was not the light. And trust me, she's really clear on that. (laughs) But she came to testify to the light. It's not about me. It's about the light to which I point. It's about Jesus. My friends, my fellow Episcopalians, and those of you who are trying us out, I know that witness and testimony are scary words. We are not, after all, any of the many denominations that use the word testimony with any degree of comfort. One of the reasons I loved the sages' spirituality groups that met on cathedral nights in the fall and will resume again in February is that a common question in those groups that gathered was, where have you seen God in your life recently? That is witness. That is testimony. When folks were sharing in their groups, they were pointing to the light. It can be that simple and that profound. Who are you? Where is God evident in your life? And what is happening in your day-to-day that is making you more aware of the light And how can you point others to that light? On this Gaudete Sunday, the Sunday of the rose candle and these oh-so-very-pink new vestments. (laughs) Gaudete means rejoice. And we do, we rejoice, we experience joy when we rightly understand who we are in the kingdom and the economy of God. We, like John the Witness, are pointers. We are not the light, but we point to that light. The light we all need on these literal and figurative darkening days. The women who have attended my Bible study for years know of my deep, Love and admiration for the theological poetry and musings of Madeline Langle. So I leave you with this quote from her book, Walking on Water, as a way to stoke your courage to witness. She wrote, We do not draw people to Christ by loudly discrediting what they believe, by telling them how wrong they are and how right we are, but by showing them a light that is so lovely that they want with all their hearts to know the source of it. Amen.